let's talk about it. Hello and welcome to another episode of Thick Radio, the gaming podcast where we talk about gaming and everything in its orbit. I'm James. And I'm Tim. Let's get into this. Today we're joined by a special guest. You know them, you love them. It's Belly. Yay! Thank Hi you. guys. How are you? I'm doing well yourself. I'm good. Doing good. Good. Oh, thank you so much for joining us. It's so happy to have you here. It's no problem. I had some free time, so I thought, why not? Tim, Mm. what are we talking about today? Today we are talking about encouraging, which is something that I think often really gets overlooked in the gainer community. We kind of get obsessed about the gaining journey and it's always about the gainers. And I even had uh, an encourager friend of mine. He told me, you know, you're never famous when you're an encourager. And I never realized how true that actually was. It's like the amount of gainers that I follow as opposed to the amount of encouragers. It's a pretty big disparity uh, disparity. Absolutely. Like, and, and you do think about it. Like if, if you challenge someone to say, Oh, name a famous encourager, like no one comes to mind, like maybe inverse maybe BB encourager, but like, that's it. You don't, no one else's name like comes to the fore because gainers as a majority don't really tend to give a lot of time to encouragers, I think. And uh, Belly, that's why you're here with us today. We're going to shed some light. We're going to talk it out and we're going to get to the bottom of all this. Are you ready? I'm excited. I'm ready. Yes, ma'am. Okay. Well, listen, first things first, I want to ask you, how do you define the role of an encourager? So I feel like an encourager is somebody that is respectful, but also very supportive of someone's weight gain. So they're not necessarily trying to force another person to sort of put on weight for their own pleasure. It's sort of a mutual agreement. And so an encourager is kind of there to encourage that process and just be a support system, or at least that's how I view the role for sure. I love that. What about you, Tim? Yeah, I would echo the same thing. Um, Although I think back when I started my gaining journey, that line between encourager and feeder was a little bit more blurred. I think it's become much more separated now, but it used to be that like it was kind of all jumbled together. That's very true. I was speaking with someone recently who that they're a relatively well-known feeder. I I did put it out there to them. I was like, oh, you know, like any good recipes, blah, blah, blah. And we were having a bit of banter for a bit. And he did say like, you know, uh, something, 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 oh, because I'm not really much of an encourager. And I was like, oh, but you enjoy feeding. And he's like, well, yeah, I'm a feeder, but I'm not an encourager. They're very different things. And I was like, oh, and I never even considered that that would be separate. I imagine that not all encouragers are feeders, but I just assumed all feeders were encouragers. So there's definitely miscommunication going on and not a lot happening in the zeitgeist to talk about it. Um <clears throat> Now, like earlier, like that's not to say that I don't think feeders can be respectful in a sense of how they can be supportive and encouraging as well. But it's more so, I don't know, it's kind of like a dominance role sort of me, like in my mind frame, like a feeder to me usually tends to be more aggressive with what they want. Um, They take into account the other person's feelings, but at the end of the day, they're trying to get 
one goal out of you and that's for you to put on weight where there's an encourager is kind of there for the journey like the the right. long haul okay so it, it kind of gives a sense as well like a feeder might be more hands-on where it's like mm-hmm. i want to actively put food into your mouth i might want to hand feed you whereas an encourager even if the gainer is eating in front of them there may not be a feeding element it might just be a, a point of like he bought a 20 nuggets and he's eating 19 of them he's saying he's full and the encourager's like sure you can't fit in that one last little nug like that that's how i am it's like i enjoyed feeding other people but i'd rather um you know somebody else take responsibility of their own fork and food and stuff like that and i'm just there on the sideline like like, like yeah like i'll give you a belly rub and like encourage you along the way like oh come on finish those nuggets or whatever they're eating and just kind of i don't know like revel in their process as opposed to like oh I need to take control of this situation right I see what you're saying because you know that was a question we had lined up is an encourager a feeder and it does sound like there is a big difference so you know Tim make a note we're going to need to do an episode on feeding and hash that out and and listen to the other side of that story so with that said I'm I'm kind of curious as well what do you think the role is of an encourager both as an active participant and as a casual observer of others? Um, So I feel it's kind of playing off of what I said earlier. I feel like somebody as an encourager, or at least um, you said between in-person and like watching from afar, I feel like it's, it's relatively about giving them support and making them feel comfortable, but also, um, like feeding off of each other so it's like i'm gonna support you you support me by fulfilling my desires with um with the feeding element and the weight gain element but i'm also going to encourage you so that way you're you know confident and you're also feeling appreciated and just that sort of thing especially from afar um where i live now it's sort of landlocked so a lot of my encouraging does happen from afar and so it's usually just you know um i try not to just focus on you know gaining and feeding and stuff like that because i feel like as an encourager i should be there overall for the person that I'm trying to encourage. So like, I'll ask them about their day, how they're doing, yada, 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 before I get to the good stuff, if that makes sense. See, I really like that because I guess the uh, the more I'm, you know, getting older, the more I've been in this community, the more, I, I guess it's just dawning on me that there are some roles that really do feed into the BDSM community more than I thought. Like, when you said the difference between a feeder and an encourager, the, the couple of feeders that I've met up with, it was much more of a, he was the dom and I was the sub. And this was like, this was a task he wanted me to do. This was like, and it was much more, like you said, aggressive. It was more like, come on, boy, you know? <laughs> and then, you know, to, to come to find out that encouraging is much more along, like making sure emotionally and mentally that you're also doing well, you know, like, I really love that because I don't think we get enough of that. I kind of feel like gainers can can meet up with feeders or encouragers sometimes. And we think, you know, what's this guy going to want me to do? How am I going to feel afterwards? Is he going to stick around or is he just going to take off? You know, so I, I like that you have a more well-rounded um, point of view on encouraging. Definitely. And, you know, I want, I want to ask this question, actually, because as I say, I think because of the assumption that encouragers and feeders are the same there's this idea that well we know what encouragers want they want us to get fat and they want to feed us and blah 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 blah. 
But if the feeding is not necessarily a part of that, I want to ask, what is kind of the goal of the encourager? Like, obviously, what we get out of it is, oh, you say nice things, you help us grow bigger in your own way, da, da, da. What is it we're doing for you? Like, what's the exchange? What are you getting out of that moment? And what do you want to get out of that moment? Um, I, at least for me personally, this, um, so since I be like found out that I was into this sort of environment and this, um, community, I, my long-term goal has always been to establish relationships as opposed to just, oh, I just need something quick to fulfill, um, this desire that I have for this fetish and then blah, blah, blah. Like it's more so about having long-term relationships for me. So if I can find somebody within the community that I really connect with and I engage with, and on top of that, they also share the same interests as I do within this community, that's a bonus for me as opposed to talking to somebody online for five, 10 minutes that I will probably never see or meet, but just to for them to oh, like show me a picture of your your belly and then I show you a picture of this or tell you that I'm gonna feed you and then that's the end of that so it's more so about making connections within a community because this community while it's grown since I first started it's still very very small yes <laughs> very very much so um, I've I've always been of the opinion like <clears throat> even if I could have, let's call it gain a sex, however that manifests, um, as much as I might want it, there's a part of me that says, don't do it. Because if you treat this like a regular hookup, you know, it's going to be one of those things where you fuck and then you never speak again. But this one person in the community could be tied to everyone else. So if you fuck that, like that could be your local connection to the community gone. And there is a lot of concern with that, you know? So I think even just from a general conduct standpoint, this idea of building connections and using that as the platform from which you operate seems to work more effectively and promises a bit more longevity with your connections with people. Like Tim, you, as you say, you've been around for a bit in the community. Like how do you grade those longer, more established connections versus new ones? You know, because <laughs> we joke about how I'm a slut. Um, so like I, I've had it both ways where it was just sort of a one-time thing. And then I've also had more long-term uh, meetups. Um, I actually like both because they're, I mean, it just, I, I don't know. Like there are times when I just want to have an experience and that's it, you know, because I'm not really looking to form any kind of lasting friendship. But then some experiences have been great. Like the feeder that I meet up with um, from Indiana, he's great you know, like, and we're your genuine friends. Mm-hmm. And he was one of the most competent feeders and encouragers that I've encountered so far. Um, so of course I put more value on that, but uh, I don't know, maybe I'm not the right one to ask about those shallow hookups. Cause <laughs> I've had plenty well, of those I mean, too. It, it's just like, I don't know. Cause I'm all for a like one night stands and hookups and things like that while not my personality per se it's like within the community it's not necessarily something that i look for but like outside of the community more than willing to because i find it's a lot easier to like have those experiences outside of the community as within this community where i'm at there aren't a lot of people here and so it's like 
whenever I do get the chance to meet up with somebody, it's something that I feel like I have to make last because I don't have access to it as often, if that makes sense. No, I get that. I get that. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if your community is anything like the gaming community here in Cleveland, but we're kind of a skittish bunch. Like it's a little difficult to get people to actually willing to like, especially, I mean, of course now we have the pandemic to worry about, but even prior to that, it was kind of hard to get them out of the house and like actually interact with each other, you know? And I would even preface it by saying, look, I'm not trying to hook up with you. I'm not looking for sex. I'm just saying like, Hey, do you want to meet in a public place and actually talk about this for the first time in your life? But yeah, we we are a bit um, scared sometimes. I think maybe because of the way society views this fetish that we are just sort of afraid to speak about it openly. There's definitely definitely a lot of that to all of it. But, you know, I want to ask a a possibly controversial question here. Do you think encouragers are overlooked in our community? Oh, a thousand percent. I, I actually... I I personally think that there is a hierarchy within this community. There's a, like, gainers are obviously at the top. So everybody knows, like, at least a handful of gainers that they like. They've been following them for a while, so on and so forth. Like you said earlier, I don't know a single, like, I guess, Grom or Liberty that is an encourager or a... Um, or a feeder, like not a single person. I know that there are like reoccurring figures on some of the celebrity, like the bigger pages that, you know, their names get frequented around a little bit more often than other profiles, but I just feel like they get overlooked and there's not a lot of talk about them. It's just like everybody's focused on one group specifically. So there's almost like competition to get to the very few that are out there. Mm. there is definitely a pecking order and yeah gainers are obviously at the top and probably because you know i guess at the base of it all there's an aesthetic that we all love we all love bellies all of us whether you're an encourager feeder or gainer you all we all love them so i guess that's probably why gainers have ascended to the (laughs) to the upper echelon of this whole belly fetish community um yeah but i just i guess it never dawned on me how much like even though, uh, like when I was just a, a, an encourager myself or a bloater, like when I wasn't actually committed to gaining weight, I, I guess it just didn't dawn on me then either that I was also being overlooked. <laughs> like no one really gave a damn until I started posting pictures of me gaining weight. I, just- yeah, I mean, it's, it's like, I, I, I am trying to dip my feet within the gaining aspect. I, I'm having a little bit, I'm not having as much luck as I would like to have. It's sort of a mental commitment that I still haven't like crossed the hurdle yet. But it's one of those things that is, um, it, I don't know, it's just really weird because it's like, it's always been one specific group of people that people pay attention to within this community. And instead of coming together, um, as an entire community and establishing a a safer place, I feel like it's more so the gainers are the ones that are benefiting from the love and the support from the community. And then everybody else is like falling by the wayside. Like nobody really has, um, has a lot of, I guess, um, I wouldn't say respect, but nobody really gives 
the encouragers or the feeders a lot of praise or attention or, oh, go follow this page or go follow this page. It's like, nope, you'll see relatively the same people getting posted on a lot of pages. Like, oh, go follow this person Mm -hmm. that has like 100,000 followers versus the people that are, you know, supporting their lifestyle and encouraging them and helping them out. They're the ones that aren't recognized or appreciated. So, yeah. I definitely feel that. Like, I think you and I actually might've had this conversation previously, Belly. Um, A friend challenged me and they said, you know, like, should gainers be like top tier on Gromma? And my immediate response was, yeah, we're the ones doing the dang thing. And I do think there is something to that, much like what you said, Tim. Obviously, we're all here for a reason. It's fat adjacent. Therefore, the people with the fat, they're the ones who's going to get the eyes. But then there is something to be said, you know, like the question I asked you before, like, what is it that the encourager wants to get out of this? What do other people want to get out of that dynamic, you know? Because amongst gainers, you know, most of my community friends are other gainers because there is something to be said about mutual love and support. I don't need to think twice about it because I know that, ooh, I tell you that you look good because you're fat. They're going to tell me the exact same thing. Equal ground, the, the, the corroboration makes sense. One and one makes two. But then I was thinking about it and going, shit, I don't know what everyone else wants. I don't know how to engage with those people on that kind of a connective level. So I think as a community, there is a big question that needs to be asked. There's no framework given that really uplifts and supports everyone. So it's kind of like that free for all. The people who are going to assume position at the top are the ones people are going to instinctively go towards. So I think that's where that comes from. But much like everything else that happens in our world, once we can acknowledge it and speak it and name it and own it, we can then start to work to change it. And I think that's where that conversation then needs to go both amongst all people talking to each other and also with the higher ups who run platforms and can actually do something on a larger scale to, to be of help. So with that said, you know, most gainers, like I said, find that they make friends and develop connections with others easily uh, because of that mutual attraction. But what are connections like between fellow encouragers? Is there actually a community amongst you guys or is it more viewed as competition? Oh, what community. I I literally have not sat down and the only conversations I've had with encouragers and feeders are um, because I've toyed with the idea of gaining for a little while. They're, the the conversations that we're having are them trying to push me to like commit to it and jump off that edge as opposed to... Um, sort of coming together and like discussing common interests or like building some sense of community. It's, it's almost like with everybody being on there, like we all like the same thing, but I don't necessarily think that it's just specific to just bellies. I think the thing that makes the community so great is people are there for that mostly primarily but also for other things like I have other fetishes and interests that are outside of just like feeding somebody or encouraging somebody to get fat I mean there's things that come along with the community in there but that uh, there's other things as well and I think um I think the thing that just strikes me as odd is 
instead of trying to make connections with other interests, a lot of people just view it as a website for competition. You get on there and you pretty much have to compete with the few people, if they will even speak to you um, as far as feeders and encouragers trying to go for gainers. Because a lot of the times I find that a lot of the gainers are specifically only looking for other bigger people or other people um, that fit their aesthetic, if that makes sense. So I feel like it's more competitive as opposed to a community. Mm. Tim, what have your experiences been like with, um, because as you say, you've had that transition of being someone who wasn't a gainer and became a gainer what what's the sort of difference between what your interactions were like with encouragers pre-gains and currently i don't think that i had any interaction with encouragers prior to making the shift honestly i don't think any one of them ever reached out to me or vice versa just to talk about it or to exchange tips or whatever like it was just it really wasn't any conversation because it's like he, uh belly was saying it was kind of a competition it was like can i get the gainer that i love and adore and worship to notice me Mm -hmm. and half the time it was no (laughs) well even more than half the time it was no because uh like he was also saying um they're generally one gainer is looking for another gainer you know because they both want to they they i don't know this is going to be kind of a wild tangent here but do it i have this this theory about men in general that men basically just want another version of themselves right it's kind of like they t- they talk about how straight men heterosexual cisgendered men are always looking for like a vagina version of themselves to date i think that this is just a male problem like men are always looking for someone that looks like them acts like them talks like them all this stuff because men are so narcissistic and i'm not trying to say that gainers are narcissists in you know by nature but i it, well, it's, well you well, but I mean, like, girl, think about what we're doing. Like, I think fat is sexy and I loved myself enough to make myself sexy. Like, that is a form of narcissism. It is. It so, is. Like, look at the mirror, take 50 selfies, put them up on Instagram and be like, hey, everyone, don't I look sexy today? Like, <laughs> that is that is straight up narcissism. And don't get me wrong. I think maybe that is just a natural part of like what we are achieving with the fetish. Cause obviously it's body modification. The purpose of the community at large is to give appreciation to one another and support on the journey. So I think that is going to be a natural part of it for participants. But personally, I think you're onto something there. Belly, what were your thoughts? I kind of, I kind of agree um, with what Tim said earlier. It, it, it's just really, it's just really, I, I don't know. It's like people in this community, they want the exact same version of themselves. And I think that also trickles down into personality, but also like something that is prevalent within this community is race also. Now, I don't want to, you know, turn this into a whole tangent or rant necessarily, but I do think within this community, um, there is sort of a hierarchy order within feeders, encouragers, and gainers, but also within, like, there's a racial divide as well. I cannot tell you, or I can tell you from experience, from being in this community for four or five years, I've not seen a single 
like a really, really, really big person of color that is also a gainer. Like I haven't seen anybody that looks like me that's also has a major platform on this sort of, uh, on, on Grommer. And I, I don't know if it's just because there hasn't necessarily been somebody brave enough to put themselves out there like that. But I do, um, I have seen a few of them and it just doesn't make any sense while, why those people, they have gorgeous bodies, they're nice, handsome gentlemen as well, but you have somebody else that is, you know, of, of Caucasian descent that has like twice or triple the exposure and double the following and people willing to just throw money at them and there's no support for others that don't look like them within the community. So I I, I do think it's a little narcissism going on for sure. 100% and look, since since we're on that topic of race you know that is definitely a big thing i made that point before like challenge yourself to name like one encourager like try and name like a grom celebrity that's black like the closest that comes to mind is i think the name is notorious pig but even then like not then they're not that person that immediately comes to mind i had to think I had to think about that. And then, you know, no one immediately comes to mind who's Asian. Nobody immediately comes to mind who's Latinx. So it's absolutely the truth. There is very much a a point of privilege that comes with people who are white. Because, I mean, you even see it on things like Instagram. There are guys who, like, I'm not going to name names here. I will after the podcast. Um, Who, they've gained five pounds and they've got 10,000 followers. And I'm looking at these kids like, why do you have this support? I think I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Like, I'm thinking, why do you have it? And not to be critical of anyone's journey, I think, you know, if you're working it, you're working it. But I do think to myself, you know, I know people who've been in this community for as long as they have, and they're still, you know, trying to build up a followership, trying to get the attention. And there are some people who just seem to walk up on in here, do minimal, and, and get just- everything. Yes. I was, um, I was actually, I was, I did a live last night and I was speaking to, um, to Growing Gut on Insta about this, you know, like, yes, there's that thing with privilege where like, as white people, we don't get to choose to have privilege. When we acknowledge it, we're sort of like, oh, we want to share that with everyone. The best thing we can do is lift up other people. But also we exist and have a platform for ourselves. The right thing for us to do is not to beat ourselves down and take ourselves away. Like, oh, we shouldn't like, no, we should occupy space. We're all people. We deserve to take up space. But by virtue of the fact that white people we are going to be here and take up space regardless make the effort to be the person who's worth taking up that amount of space like if you're going to be here do the dang thing and do it properly like be that person who's like i see why he's here he actually earned his spot there and there's a reason why he gets the attention that he gets and uses this platform and does all this like work towards being that person there's ways you can use that to the advantage of everyone and genuinely make the community better so i think it starts with conversations like that calling it out and acknowledging we have a race problem well and i think it's great that there are people within the community like you guys actually that do take the time out of um like within their platform not only to promote their own content but also 
I mean, you get pretty frequent shout outs to a ton of different people, like people I've never even heard of, didn't even know they existed, Black, white, Asian, Hispanic, like all across the board. And I think that's wonderful uh, because for, like I said earlier, those people that I normally wouldn't get exposed to, I'm getting exposed to them through somebody with a bigger platform. So it's sort of building those people up so that way they will have a leg to stand on within this community eventually um, with enough support and rally behind them, so. If some good comes out of this little dog and pony show, I'll be happy. (laughs) (laughs) You know, we we were speaking about this a little bit yesterday, Belly. You know, it is feedback like that, that again, it's so humbling to hear. And it's the kind of thing that I do try to hold on to because I think to myself, you know, we want to do our best. We want to make, at every stage we've said this, this is a podcast by the community for the community. So it needs to represent everyone in the freaking community. So, you know, again, we'll put the shit. I'm, I'm going to say this officially on this podcast. You know, we, we've made a point about this before, but we are very intentionally looking for people of color, people of different lived experiences, trans individuals, gender diverse, people with disabilities, every every moniker you can think of. We want to give you an opportunity to say your piece and be a part of this. So please, this is the official shout out. If you are interested, Instagram is at Fig Radio. Send us a message. Let's chat. Let's get you on air. So I am curious to ask about this. When you interact with gainers, is there a lot of assumptions about your intentions, your capabilities, and your boundaries? I I find the only thing, um, there aren't necessarily, there's like a few expectations set up in place. So being an encourager, I find a lot of the times when I interact with other gainers, they sort of immediately expect, um, like they immediately expect me to acknowledge their, like their efforts and their work within their gaining experience or their gaining journey. But then there's also, um, based on the way that I look, I found that there's a lot of the times when I try to interact with gainers, it goes in a completely different direction that I necessarily wasn't looking for. So if I'm on Grammar, nine times out of 10, I'm usually looking to chat about like gainer related stuff, but also seeking connections. A lot of the times when I enter people's DMs or vice versa, it goes immediately to sex and uh, like, or just like a different space that isn't necessarily what I'm looking for on that app. Like, for example, um, a while ago, I was interacting with a gentleman on there and I thought he was attractive. So I let him know within his inbox and then immediately like following up after that, asked to see my genitalia within like five seconds. Who was mm-hmm. like, well, you know, I'm really interested in BBC. So let's just see it. And I'm just like, Ooh. whoa, like that's not wow. what for. <laughs> I'm like, we can, I'm like, you need to back it up a little bit. Yeah, no. So it's just things like that. I mean, I can't blame them for being immediately um, turned on. I mean, if I had somebody, you know, message me that looks like a supermodel, I can't say that I wouldn't immediately go there. I mean, the viewers or the listeners can't see you, but I mean, my God, it's like looking at the sun. You're so damn pretty. Um, Thank you. 
Belly, I said this to you yesterday. You have a radiant smile. It's such a gorgeous smile. Like, if you were the guy I met on the date, like, I'd be all smiles and giggles. So I'm like, we're just going to have a good time. Like, you have such a sweet and gorgeous energy. Um, and that does not excuse people with their foul behavior. Yeah, uh, of course not. that out there. But Which, like, let me put this out there. I'm fine with foul behavior. Don't get yeah. me wrong. Like, I, I'm human, and I am a gay male. I'm relatively young. So, of course, it's fine. But, like, that's not the way that I like to build relationships. Mm. So if, if I am making the effort to, you know, approach you or have somebody approach me, then I'm going to be respectful and kind and, you know, try to get to know that person at least before I start like, okay, here you go. Here you go. Like, let's get into this and that and the other. So even with dating things, I don't like starting conversations with just like, Ooh, like how much can you fit in your, uh, in your mouth at one time and this, that, and the other, blah, blah, blah. It's like, Hey, how you doing? Like approach them, make them feel comfortable first, then let's get to the nitty gritty. I like that. And you know what? I think that's just good advice for like dating in general. Like the amount of times I've I've had that experience of like you meet the guy on whatever app. It doesn't actually matter what app. People love to be like, I met him on OKCupid and it's a real date. Fuck off. He's gonna want your dick. Shut the fuck up, Susan. Like, doesn't matter where you meet this cunt, there is every likelihood that the purpose of this date, like you're there to potentially meet a boyfriend. He's there, like, I'm gonna give you. 30 courteous minutes of my time for this date and I'm going to expect sex afterwards. Like they basically look at this, like this is the necessary preamble before the casual hookup. And I think it's just so problematic. (laughs) Like if you don't want to date, don't go on dates, just stick to hookups and be clear about it. I'm like, if I'm, if I'm willing or agreeing to go on a date with you, I'm obviously trying to establish some sort of connection. If I want to hook up, I would have just asked you to hook up like right then and there one oh you know what i put this up on my story just the other day i am a side all right and for the people who do not know a side is someone who is neither top bottom or verse a side and the term generally comes from people who like to do stuff that you do while you're on your side which means if i want to do some kind of sexy thing with someone i don't want to necessarily do anal i'd like to do mutual masturbation possibly oral intercrural sex which is where you fuck the thighs that would be cool but i am not in the mood for a butthole nor am <laughs> i in the mood for my butthole to be done did especially on a gainer's diet that does not suit me most days just gonna put that out there right I mean, so, that's fair. But, but you know it's like but that's the thing and like i made this tiktok where I, you know they were like what's the thing you hate most about a first date and i'm like when a guy asks are you top or bottom because i just think it's cheap it's tacky i don't like that and then cue the hypersexual fucks who were like yeah but i just want to get this out of the way because i don't want to waste my time and i'm like oh so you think i'm a waste of time Basically. why the fuck are you here on this date get the fuck off of this date i'm fat and i'm hungry i want to eat food go the fuck away okay but let me ask you guys this so i also i don't know I've heard different experiences for gainers when it comes to things like dating and sex and things like that. Do you guys find it harder to, especially outside of the community, to interact with people that aren't necessarily in to it, like in the gaining community whatsoever, like, like on a sexual or even like just on a relationship level? I mean, yeah, it's yeah. Hard. Tim, please. So, um, 
when it comes when it comes to like civilian dating, which I've done a fair share of, um, I it's always kind of in the back of my head. Okay, when are they going to find out about it? And when are, what are they going to think when they do find out about it? Like, are they going to find out about it? Like, if we're in a full blown relationship and we're living together and they're snooping through my computer, or are they going to find out because I let something slip? Or am I just going to out and out tell them? And then, like, what are they going to think about that? Um, when I got out of my uh, marriage <clears throat> and I went back into the dating pool, I hadn't really thrown myself into gaining. I had some weight on me just for, you know, from it collecting over the years, but I wasn't a full on gainer yet. And I kept thinking every time I went out with a guy, it's like, am I going to tell this one? No, probably not, because I don't think this is going anywhere. I think this is just going to be like a fun fling. And he never asked to know about it, blah, blah. Um, you know, when it comes to my current boyfriend, I was like, I knew I was getting invested. I'm like, I'm going to have to tell him this because I can't, I kept it a secret from my ex-husband and that whole thing is a different story. But um, I'm like, I have to be honest and open about this because it's a part of who I am. It's a part of my sexual DNA, as I put it. So I struggled with it for a long time about like, cause I don't, I've, we've talked about this so many times. I don't know what it is about this fetish that, it, that makes it so socially unacceptable. Like you could, you could say I'm into fisting or I'm into, you know, having my balls shaved with a straight razor and everyone's fine with that. But you say that you want to get fat on purpose and everyone treats you like, Oh my God, that's the most disgusting thing I've ever heard of. You know, right. that's <laughs> because fat is seen as a bad thing. Fat is being this, and this is why fat is like the new minority moment that's really come to the fore, and why body positivity is such an important movement because it encapsulates all of those moments. Like, how can we be fully open and honest about who and what we are? It's because we know the world outside doesn't consent to us, it doesn't want us, and it has made that apparent, despite the fact that this is driven on by a number of different factors that all need to be toppled, but that's another conversation. Like, this is why what we do is also politically important. And we are going to do an episode on the politics behind gaining, but like we are important people to put it plainly out in the world, being visibly fat, but also having been thin, becoming fat and being okay with the fact that we're becoming fat. People do not like that as a general rule. They are like, what's wrong with you? You're fat. You should be, you should be miserable. Oh God, I'd want to, kill myself if I looked like you like actual feedback I've heard and I'm like great thanks Arnie Trina I really appreciate your words there love you dearly can see why that divorce is panning out for you <laughs> you know um and look to, to kind of put it back to you uh for a moment there belly like what do you think the difference is interacting with a gainer and a non-gainer chub um so one of the things that has become jarring, like jarringly obvious for me is I, I do a lot of my, I guess, interacting with the homosexual species and bigger guys outside of the community. Um, and a lot of the times I find it whenever I like, you know, highlight something like a guy's weight in the gaming community, oh, it's really appreciated. Oh, you know, they're really confident and happy with themselves. But then when I interact with civilian, you know, bigger guys, it, I, I tend to emphasize like, oh, like, I really like your body, this that, and the other. And there's almost like a level of disgust, but not necessarily for, 
I guess my interaction, but for the idea, they're just like, well, like, why do you like this? Or why do you like that? Like, why do you like me? I'm just really big and fat and blah, 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 like not considered attractive. And I'm just like, I don't, I don't, especially within the LGBTQ plus community, I feel like outside of the gaining community, body positivity is still something that this community is struggling with. If you're not thin, muscular, white, tall, whatever, it's almost like you have to try extra hard just to get people's attention. And that's unfortunate. And so a lot of the times I spend, like I still have some encouraging tendencies outside of the gaining community, but it's more so focused on body positivity. Like, oh, you don't have to be skinny to be attractive. Like you're just as attractive as somebody with a sick pack of abs just because you have a, a little bit of extra weight in your midsection. So mm-hmm. I find that more so um, I have to kind of switch um, gears a little bit when interacting with civilian and gainers. So uh, no surprise. I've had quite a bit of experience with this too, actually. <laughs> um, so I used to meet up with, well, actually I'll tell you a story first about like when I was going to bathhouses <gasps> quite frequently and I would um, hook up with the chubbiest guys that I could find because I, I don't know how to say this without sound, without it sounding a certain way, but like in the bathhouses, the, the chubby guys were the ones that were getting ignored. You know, they were the ones who were hanging around. No one was trying to like hook up with them. So in a sense, I sort of had my pick of the litter and I would start, you know, hooking up with guys like that. And I remember I was with this one guy who I don't think that he, he expected that whatsoever because in the making out and the groping and everything, I'm just, I'm grabbing his love handles. I'm squeezing his belly. I'm getting handfuls of his fat. And he goes, why do you keep touching my fat? And I'm like, because I like it. Like, that's obviously why I keep touching it. I think that kind of freaked him out a little bit, but, um, some of the other guys that I would hook up with, uh, at those bathhouses that were on the heavy side, like they were, they were just so into it because someone, someone said, Hey, you want to go rattle? And they were, you know, they had come there to do that. So they were more than happy. Um, and then I used to meet up with these two guys that were very chubby, not, not together. Like they weren't a couple, but it was like two guys separately. And, um, they were not gainers. Both of them had told me, like, they knew that I was into the gaining fetish and they're like, Hey, I know this is your thing, but it's not really my thing. I'm not trying to get bigger. Obviously I'm pretty big. I like my food. I'm not like super ashamed of my body, but I'm not trying to get bigger. And I'm, and I could totally respect that. And actually I never anally penetrated either one of them. There was actually no penetrative sex involved with either one. It was all body worship. It's like, I come over, we'd strip down, we'd make out. And then I would spend a good two, three hours just paying attention to their body, just getting my face in their belly, kissing it, licking it, touching it, you know, just worshiping and telling me, telling them how beautiful I thought they were and how, God, you're so fucking sexy. And we both left happy. And one of them even said to me, he's like, you know, I've been with a ton of chasers, but no one ever made me feel the way you did. Like no one ever made me feel as appreciated as you did. So you know, that is, I would say, one of the biggest things that I learned back when I was a twink and just chasing um, similar situations. You'd hook up with big guys who, and it, it's kind of heartbreaking how, how quickly they sort of fall apart and go, but I'm not pretty, I'm not attractive, I'm not handsome, I'm fat, I'm ugly. And it just breaks your heart to know that someone who you think is so gorgeous, but also anyone that could feel so low about themselves that you're about to have sex and all they can think about is why, why would you want to have sex with me? 
like belly belly worship and body worship in those moments is incredible because you get to love on them the way that they haven't before and it's life-changing for them you get to give them something that they don't get and this is a problem right because like you say tim like they're saying to you oh i'm not into the gaining fetish i don't expect me to get fat like they shouldn't be expecting you to project your fetish onto them like if you if you're a gainer that's because you want to get fat if you're a feeder sure maybe say to them that's not my thing but most of us we're not looking to project that onto you we're just looking to have a good time with your big body so there is a quintessential misunderstanding there that we need to work on bridging that gap. And maybe if we do, then there's going to be more crossover opportunity for Chubbs to have a good time and feel like part of this rather than feeling like they have to stand distant because the only people that are into my body are fetishist freaks. Like, because plot twists, but not. I just really like fat. <laughs> it's not that weird, I promise. It's not. Well, it what's the, what's not to love about it? I am curious though like sort of circling a little bit back to gainers here how do you best manage expectations when it comes to interacting with gainers um so I just kind of um align my expectations and um motives with what the other person is wanting so if I'm speaking to another gainer and they have made it clear to me that, um, well, first of all, I usually like to ask people if they're actively gaining because if they were, if they were a gainer or are a gainer, but they're taking a break, then I know it's not really in my best interest to push them or encourage them to keep up the lifestyle because I don't know like anything, there could be a plethora of, of reasons why they're not gaining right now or, their reasons for their actions. Um, so I just kind of align my motives and objectives with the other person. I get that. I find a, akin to that, like sort of inquiring where people are on their body journey. It, it's the question I tend to ask, especially if I haven't spoken to someone in a while or if I'm talking to someone new and I'm trying to get an idea of what they're doing and it's a little bit unsure. Like I like to ask, so where are you at on your body journey? You know, just where are you at? Where are you at right now? And what do you want to do? And just kind of clear the air and make sure that you know the direction the person is going in. Cause like you say, if you're sitting there going, Oh, you're getting so fat. I love it. They're like, I'm on a diet because like diabetes is killing me. Like not good. Tacked, blown, gone. Uh, so good. Just a note to everyone. Good to clarify those points beforehand. Tim, what about you? Fuck. I lost my train of thought. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> That's Okay. So the question is, how do you manage expectations when you interact with other gainers? Um, I think, like you said, you you definitely need to know where they are in their journey. Do they plan to get any bigger? Do they not plan to get any bigger? And some gainers, they get to a certain point and they're like, um, maybe I don't want to function at this level anymore. And I want to take it down a few pegs and maybe settle somewhere where I feel more comfortable. Um, and as far as like meeting up with mutual gainers, like encounters that I've had, I, it's just funny because some of the ones I've had, we both like to coin a phrase had eyes bigger than our stomachs. And um, we tried to pull something off that wasn't going to happen. And we're like, do you want to stop? And he's like, yeah, I really want to stop. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, but <clears throat> I can also remember uh, going out with a gainer ink slash encourager. Cause he kind of filled both roles and um, he could way outdo me and expected me to be able to keep up with him and I could not 
<laughs> and I think that that might be part of the reason why it didn't really work out because I think that his expectations on me were a lot higher. And um, yeah, so it's, it's like we've always been saying, manage your expectations and know your limitations because uh, otherwise you could wind up, you know, in a situation where someone's expecting you to do way more than you're capable of. Well, and I've, I've interacted with a few people, um, because I've kind of toggled that line between encourager slash attempting to gain. And a lot of the times when I told people that I was attempting to gain or that I was, you know, trying to pursue it, they would just sort of dump these expectations on me that were like way past what I'm capable. They're just like, Oh, like you need to go to a buffet and eat like five, six plates of food. I'm like, no, I'm like, I'm not capable of that right now. I'm like, let's start off with like one or two, but they're just like, no, we need to get as much food in you as possible. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, that is that like that type of behavior the sort of unlimited oh, pressuring so is just not for me girl that's toxic feeding i told the story a few weeks ago on the podcast there was a guy sitting to my tms on insta who like lives local to me was like do you want to meet up after the pandemic i was like absolutely want to meet a feeder he's like how much can you eat like big macs how many big macs can you eat in one go and i was like oh like one and a half i guess being very honest he was like that's really disappointing. Gainers are supposed to be able to eat at least six Big Macs. And I was like, oh, are we now? And he was like, yes, six Big Macs and a chocolate trifle. And I'm sitting here like, first of all, you're talking about like going to McDonald's and getting food and then going to the shop and buying a trifle. Like you're a virgin Vita. You've never even met another gainer. You've got not a fucking clue what you're on about, mate. And he's like, oh, I've met gainers before. And I'm sitting there like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. Shut up and don't talk to me. Like, not here for people's toxic bullshit and we need to be as a community more direct with people when they talk such fuckery especially when they speak very poorly to us because no one needs to be spoken to like that get your attitude in check and if you're being spoken to like that please feel free to tell them to go shove it because we don't need that not in this community we need more love and kindness so get on the level or get the fuck out do you ever wonder if, um, through no fault of their own, if like the famous gainers, like the Grammar liberties, if maybe they've kind of contributed to that idea that we can all do that? Because like, if you think about the biggest and the most famous, like we could name off ones that that probably would pose no problem for, but we're not all that, you know, mm-hmm. I'm not SF gut muscle. So but there are certain things that he can accomplish that I can't. Isn't this the conversation as well about porn? Like they had to start telling kids in school. It's not even about not watching porn. It's like, no, no, no. Watch porn if you want. That's fine. Stop expecting your 16. She's 16. Stop expecting this 16 year old girl to pull off porn star moves. She's a 16 year old virgin. She hasn't got a fucking clue. And you don't have a clue either, mate. Like stop trying to project this, this tailored created fantasy onto Mr. Joe Blow. Cause that's not how this shit works. And it kind of speaks to the same thing. The people who in the wider world pull that shit are the people who are wanking to porn constantly, never go out and have sex, never go on dates, never interact with people. Same thing in the gaming community. The people who are projecting this shit, talk a big game, never actually met anyone, and all they do is read fan fiction all the time. And look, speaking on this, as an encourager, what is something you want to see changed in the community? Um... I think something that I would like to see change is just 
just a little bit more camaraderie. I promise you, there are plenty of men and fish in the sea. We do not all have to compete for like the select few people's attention and, you know, that we're trying to get. We can all be polite and courteous with one another and still support one another. Because the one thing that I um, find very frustrating, not even just within well, like speaking in general to the gaming community, like I said earlier, a lot of the times if people find out that you're either A, not a gainer or not trying to gain or whatever, it's just like instant shutdown. Like they don't want to have a conversation with you. They don't want to try to, you know, develop any sort of relationship with you. It's just, oh, if you're not going to fulfill my desires, then I'm out. So I think there needs to be a lot more camaraderie and support. It's, oh, and I also need these little photos that people leak of other people to stop. The amount of pages I've seen where people put other people's pictures on like these compilation pages is not okay. Cause that is really, 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 really dangerous. And that could, you know, you never know what that could cost somebody their job or whatever, or expose them to their friends and family when they're trying to keep it under wraps. So yeah, that needs to go too. 100. Tim? Yeah, I mean, I'm not gonna lie. I have actually submitted my photo to some of those compilation pages, but that was my decision. It was like th- there's there are some pages out there that say we would like to feature this on our page. Submit your photo, give us your permission, we'll put it up there. I, to my knowledge, have not had my photo yanked and put on a tribute page without my permission, but I have given my permission for a couple of them. <clears throat> See, I think there's a big difference between content curators who create these spaces made of stolen images versus uh, content collaborators. You know, people who, like you've got the majority of minorities on Instagram who is there is explicit job to share the pictures and images of Latinx and Black and Asian individuals. You know, the more the melanin, the more they want to put you on the page. Same thing, you know, you've got content sharing pages for all sorts of different bits and pieces. Um, So there is a difference between the two, but I very much agree. Those content creators need to go and... um, I don't know, toxic encouragers. Like, and and listen, this is not to disparage encouragers in general, because I think if you're listening to this and you know that you do your shit and you do it correctly, then you're golden. But if you're listening to this and you know that at some point you have treated a gainer poorly, you have been a fool in how you want to conduct yourself, then you need to know that your actions and words have consequences. You need to know that it affects people. And it shifts the community in not a positive direction. So listen to what we're saying, take the feedback on board, and let's just work at being epic together. Because I think that's the big thing. We all just want to be, like, cool and chill with each other. Like, who who has the time for drama? Who has right. the time for issues? Like, I can't be asked. Um, <clears throat> but speaking of asking, we have a listener question. What is the biggest piece of advice you could give to a new encourager? the biggest piece of advice I guess my thing is is make sure you're comfortable um with yourself and with the idea of this lifestyle because a lot when I first started out it was more so I knew I was interested 
in the lifestyle, but I was just trying to force things. And in turn, that sort of forced some of my relationships that I was trying to have and sort of push people away because I was just more so trying to confront the feelings that I was having about my, you know, attraction to this community and the, um, the gaining community as well. Um, but yeah, just make sure you're comfortable with it because one, uh, you don't want to put yourself in a situation like say you end up meeting up with somebody when you're not necessarily mentally prepared for that type of situation. Right. Yeah. So just make sure you're comfortable. Well, that's about all we've got time for in this week's episode. So before we wrap things up, Belly, where can we find you and do you have anything to promote? Um, well, I do have a grommer. It's actually belly sexual. So you can follow me on there. Um, and then all my other social media is on there. So if you just follow me on there. You'll find the rest of it. Well, that's all we've got time for this week on Thick Radio. Uh, as always, please remember to like and subscribe, rate, review, and give us five stars. As always, you can find me on Grommer and Instagram at Stanham and Twitter and YouTube at Stanham G. And you can find me on Grommer as Orpheus. You can also find me on Instagram and Twitter as Thicky Mouse. And of course, you can find more of what we've talked about today on Instagram and Patreon at Thick Radio. So until next time, bye fats. Bye fats. Let's talk about it. Radio is a Patreon and Enter app podcast produced by Stan and Dickie Mouse. Next and Master by Stan. Our artwork is provided by Lokitu. Our theme song is provided by Bonify Cream.